in a mood. And today, myself along with our executive producer Michael Womble hope to do just that as we break down the Grammy Awards. I'm Val The Voice Johnson and this is a special edition of Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by NBNConnect.com. Learn more about how to network and subscribe to the NBN newsletter today. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson. Getting jiggy with it, y'all doing the dance. Y'all missing the dance. Y'all can't see it, but but Val's doing the jiggy dance. She's doing the and dance in the video. One of the first, one of the first people to win, or and they weren't present for the Grammys was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Won the first Grammy for parents just don't understand. That's right, first rap Grammy, and they did not show up because they were part of the boycott of the Grammys at that time because the Grammys treated hip hop, black music, like it was second class music. That's why when we were coming up, Val, you and I used to watch the American Music. The American Music Awards on uh, ABC. That was for the kids and the Grammys was for the old people. So the old people could see their old people win old people <laughs> awards because it was on CBS. Even then, the old people. <laughs> Don't call them old. Don't call them old. They were. They, they never honored anybody that was like actually big. They were major exceptions. The year that Michael Jackson's thriller came out, they couldn't help but honor that. When Prince uh, Purple Rain came out, they couldn't help but notice that. But any other year, they were back to like honoring people that, you know, that your parents used to listen to. They had made a comeback and that was a big thing, except we didn't know them people. We didn't listen to them people, and they come back never touched us. So the Grammys got for a long time had a bad reputation, and still the bad, Grammys have a bad reputation. Still, if you go into the hip hop culture and community, Jay Prince, he of the Jay Prince fame, the godfather of rap and Southern rap, has put out. Through his artists like Drake and other people connected with like the weekend to boycott the Grammys, to continue to boycott the Grammys because they just not for us. Make your own stuff. So hmm. fortunately, we ain't gonna do that. We're gonna treat that the same way Chris Rock treated the Oscars, and we're gonna go right into <laughs> it. And now here's a question for you, Michael. Why was the Grammys? delayed because 
in years past, and let's let's forget about 2020, but in years past, the award season has kind of gone in kind of an order. You'd have the Golden Globes first. Right. You'd have the Grammys. Um, then you would have, the you know, then you'd have the Oscars. And these were the three big, big award shows. It was, it would be a stair step. It would be January, February, maybe March, but a lot of times it was, it was January, February. That's February. The, Right. Yeah, but we're do- this is April. We're we are in we are officially in spring. Why was the Grammys delayed from its usual time frame to now, April? Well, we're told that like a lot of a lot of it has to do with COVID and okay. COVID restrictions mm-hmm. and trying to like put together a show where you could actually have people there. Uh, you mm-hmm. say and kind of forget about 2020. 2021, with the exception of the host, Trevor Noah, who I think tried to do his really best with the show, uh, was not very good. It just wasn't. I mean, and and for a number of reasons, uh, including the fact that the biggest artist, the person that had the most number one songs, the biggest album, the person that headlined the Super Bowl, which is usually given to the hottest and biggest artist of that time, and it was, to the weekend, had zero nominations. And it made absolutely no sense at all. It was clearly a snub. It had to have been done on purpose. And it just tainted the whole show. Uh, With the exception of people seeing people like Megan Thee Stallion being able to like embrace one of her uh, idols and, and somebody that has made a big difference in her career, meaning Beyonce, to see the two of them together in, in Texas, uh, raise up, you know, Lone Star, love. Um, other than that, in Trevor, it was a really bad TV show. The, the key to the Grammys, I think, and we'll talk about that today on the podcast, is it's not just a celebration of music. It is a TV show in which you are celebrating the music and artists and different styles and different kinds of artists that you don't usually get to hear live on TV. And to not have that element, what's the point of the show? (laughs) Like, what's the show about then? Yeah, the 64th annual Grammy Awards will be on CBS on this coming Sunday, April 3rd. And host Trevor Noah will be at the helm again. How do you think he's gonna do this time? Trevor's a great host. I like Trevor. Trevor is smart. Um, He is funny. Um, If you can, and and I think over time, over his years at The Daily Show, we kind of picked up that South African accent. We understand what he's saying. Uh, he is a down-to-earth person. And in that way, he represents, I think he represents the audience really well. Because like us, he is kind of looking around like, wow, these are like, these are really the stars, you know? Now, in and of himself, he is a very rich, powerful star in it, of his own. But comedians to musicians, there's always been a thing that like, 
musicians always want to be actors and comedians and comedians kind of always secretly want to be like you know rock stars remember eddie murphy at his uh party all the time they always want to step into somebody else's lane they think one lane is more glamorous than the other and i i picked that up from trevor trevor seems to really enjoy being and being awestruck in a way to be around some of these people he is like the fan representing you know there on the show what, what do you think about trevor as as host i enjoy his show that was on comedy central and during COVID, he was the go-to person especially during the election he has handled political sat satire in america very well he has definitely adapted and very quick with it um, one thing that I love about him is that he's able to give real thought and process in a very funny way some situations that come up. And I believe in hosting this awards, he'll have the jokes, he'll have the thought process to say and to be entertaining and engaging because he's that every week on this week. What he's on, the name of his show is called I always forget. Oh boy. <laughs> Let me bring it up. Trevor Noah hosts it's the Daily Show. The, the Daily, Daily Show. Because he took he took he took over for John Stewart. Yeah. And because I mainly watch, I mainly watch the Daily Show on YouTube. I, I just say Trevor Noah in my search engine and all of his videos oh, okay. pop up. But in that, that's one of the ways in which he has really, I mean, to just, you know, and to kind of wrap up the thought on Trevor Noah, that is one of the ways that he has really communicated really well with uh, contemporary audiences. That's part of his charm is that he took a show that was kind of built for Jon Stewart, Jon Stewart's style of comedy in television at that point and kind of transformed it into what television is today, which is not watching it at certain time of day, on certain day, all the time. He has turned it into, uh, you know, watching clips on YouTube, uh, watching clips streaming on other devices, catching not even just the show, but his thoughts in between. I mean, he started developing that whole idea of having video play, um, you know, while the audience in between the show, some of his off the cuff remarks instead of the scripted part. I am always intrigued by people who want like rappers to perform, but they want the clean versions of the songs. <laughs> Mostly because I'm always fascinated by the people who are listening to the clean version. And like, do they just not know what's going on there? I mean, he's very quick witted. <laughs> so getting back to the Grammys, the Grammys is a massive show. As of the last week or so, I just did a little research and found out there are a total of 86 categories in the 2022 Grammy Award show. They're not gonna show all category, all 86 categories that are available, but the biggest ones, biggest categories, I believe are album of the year, record of the year, new artist and i believe one oh and oh song of the year so it's record of the year 
album of the year, song of the year, and best new artist. Which three are we uh, categories that we're going to look at? All right. So the top three that we're going to take a look at uh, today, um, we're going we're gonna to look at like, we're going to cover a few, okay? We'll cover mm -hmm. more than three, but the, the top three that we're going to look at are record of the year, album of the year. Okay, and then we're gonna go from there to R and B performance because okay. we know our lovely audience listening. <laughs> we have an idea of things that you're interested in. Now I'm gonna throw this back. Now here's a, here's the thing. Now, now, so people, you know, talk about awards and what do awards mean? Uh, sometimes they can be very meaningful. Sometimes maybe not so much. Here, here. So last year. Last year's album of the year nominees were quite diverse, but the winner, do you remember? Do you will remember who won album of the year last year? Maybe uh, not. No. Now, let's go to this. Do you remember record of the year? Hmm. For 2021, yeah, I, be yeah. I, be I believe it was the recent Oscar winner for best song, Billie I Eilish. I'm saying her name wrong, Billie Eilish. You are correct. So oh, everything okay. I wanted, Billie Eilish, mm -hmm. uh, won for record of the year. Um, and for our purposes, we'll, we'll we'll just mention it so you guys know the difference. Um, there is a record of the year category and a song of the year category. It's different. And those are different because uh, records are about the people who do kind of the technical side, the production side. They create this product that goes out nice and clean and polished or funky or whatever it is, whatever the sound is that they were trying to achieve. That's the record. But then there's the song, the song of the year, which is uh, a, a, an award that goes to the writers, the writers of that song. It was important the for the, it was important for the winner of the song of the year last year, because that, that song last year, ironically, I was on a, a Instagram live with uh, another good friend of mine. He introduced me to someone that worked on the Judas and, and the black Messiah, um, movie and okay the song, the song of the year last year was by one of my favorite young artists right now it's her for i can't breathe yes and and uh, that's what won from last year and that meant i didn't i didn't think it was going to win because of the topic but it did and, and that's probably why it won is because of the topic mm -hmm. which makes it memorable and if we go back now and say what was the song of the year from 2021? It's I Can't Breathe. And is there was there a song more emblematic of the time in which we were living in than that song? I can't think of a song that had more meaning than that song, uh, given the other uh, offerings that were around it. Now, and some of those songs were very, very popular songs. They got played a lot more on the radio. However, if we're looking at, well, what does this mean? Looking back, who who won awards and why? That was clearly the case. 
Now, the new artist, best new artist was Megan Thee Stallion. There's no doubt about it, right? There used to be a curse around best new artist. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that exists anymore. Not with Megan Thee Stallion. I don't think she's going to go away. Uh, she, and she, yeah, and she savage. savage. I think Savage, I think one of the reasons what contributed to her winning for best new artist, I believe TikTok was blowing up in 2020, and many of us were quarantined indoors. And that dance for 15 seconds for Savage was hot for a good, good three to six months, easy. So, and then she had the nerve to do a remix of the hottest song out at the time with Beyonce. I mean, that's like, I mean, there aren't enough fire emojis to put down for what happened to that song after. And Beyonce is talking about stuff that you can't really talk about around kids. She just got a snip to the end, along with slipping other stuff in her DM in the song. Woo! Oh my goodness, that was just, it was undeniable. That was yeah, undeniable. Yeah, so one thing that I will say as I'm growing older and I knew it was gonna happen eventually because I used to keep up with music pretty tight, especially when there was a time where I was actively DJing and, and trying to stay up on what was popular, what got people to the dance floor, all of that stuff. As I looked at the list of brand new artists this year, and I don't know nobody, but that's fine. I'm looking at the nominees now for this year for, let's go to, you want to go to song of the year or record of the year? Let's, let's go, go with record. record of the year. Let's go record of the year. And record of the year, again, is all over the place now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give these off to you. I'm going to tell you who they are, and I want you to tell me. Uh, you you want to do do individually, or you want to do do it collectively after I run through them? No, I just want you to give me all of the people that's nominated. Yeah, gotcha. All right, so record of the year. Uh, I still have faith in you by Abba. Yes, no, the, I, I read that correctly. It's by yeah. Abba. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Keep going, keep uh, going. Freedom. Freedom, John Baptiste. Mm -hmm. I get a kick out of you, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Peaches, Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Give You All. Right Time, Brandy Carlisle. Kiss Me More, Doja Cat featuring SZA. Happier Than Ever. This is Billie Eilish. Montero, Call Me By Your Name. Lil Nas X, Driver's License, Olivia Rodrigo, and Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic. Your prediction for Record of the Year? My prediction for Record of the Year? Mm -hmm. <sighs> that's a murderer's road. Uh, I, I mean, that's... Uh, okay, here, the last, just look, let's skip everything else and only look at the last three songs I said. Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic. I, I think I heard that song continuously for several months. I, I think it was number one for months. It felt like it. 
Then there's Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. And that song was so big, it had its own segment on Saturday Night Live where you had the guy from Bridgerton singing it word for word. And that led up to her being invited. Olivia Rodrigo, this teenage girl, was graduating high school to be to be invited onto Saturday Night Live as the musical guest. And then Little Nas X, which tonight, Val, I heard in a, 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 a perfume ad with Tom Ford. And, mm. and it was and it was almost unrecognizable. It's like, oh my God, they're using the Little Nas X song for a perfume ad. Okay, um, which song do I think it is? I think it's Leave the Door Open. I, I really think that that song, that instant nostalgia that appeals to everybody, that that kind of like feel good music is the vibe where we are, or where I should say where we want to be post COVID. And I think that's where things are. Uh, that's not to say Little Nas X couldn't win, and I think that he certainly could win, and I wouldn't be surprised, and I would say it certainly deserved. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo, uh, undeniably, this has been her year. She has mm -hmm. been amazing. Uh, but see, when I say that, that's skipping out on Peaches. Peaches, that's a pop song, R&B song, a rap. I mean, I, oh, mm. I don't know. I, I, I got uh, I got to leave the door open. What do you think, Val? I'm going to be real transparent and let you know of the, I'm looking at eight, eight people in this category. Okay. I know half the songs. I'm very okay. happy to admit that I know half. Okay. I am a fan of the Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga combo. I think it, they have great chemistry, especially when they perform together. I, do. I, I love I did I don't know it's, it's in the same way that Lady Gaga was with Liza Minnelli just kind of she on she knows how to honor uh, the legend and when they sing together and the way she looks at Tony is just like I, whatever you say I'll follow it I mean like I I just love it and it just it, it just warms my heart like 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 uh, like over the moon or whatever. And then I'm a fan of of course Silk Sonic cuz I know both uh Bruno Mars and uh Anderson Pack they spent a lot of time in quarantine <laughs> together and they were like, you know, we should probably record some while we while we here at the crib. And look what they came with together. So I I I'm very excited for those so i'm because i'm 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 feeling a little bit closer to those two songs however i like that you feel like it's a three-legged horse run or be, you know at choice least. between at least between olivia rodrigo little nas x who is performing on sunday and then leave the door open with silk sonic we'll move on to now oh no 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 my, no my dear i need to i need to know Oh, you're going to tell me who to know. pick? Oh, yeah. no, I'm not going to tell you who to pick. Who do you think? Who you think? Who you got? I, I am rooting for Silk Sonic. All right. So you think that, that they're getting the Grammy? I think they're getting the Grammy. If 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 it, if it goes to Lady Gaga or Tony Bennett or if it goes to even Little Nas X, I'm not going to be upset because I agree. You know. I agree. Totally agree. 
Okay, let's go to R&B. Best R&B performance. Best R&B performance. Lost You by Snow Allegra. Peaches, Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Yon. Damage, Her. Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic. Pick Up Your Feelings, Jasmine Sullivan. So Val, those are your nominees for best R&B performance. Who do you got? Let's see. Some of these songs are ones that I have personally, that, that's in my personal record collection, which is Pick Up Your Feelings from Jasmine Sullivan. I just like how she wants to say the word, but she doesn't, but she she's saying other words too, which is fun. Uh, I like Leave the Door Open is here. Leave the door open to me, R&B performance. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it because I love the video. I love what they're doing, all the rest of that. But I am a Herb Albert Janet Jackson fan. <laughs> and I'm just going to put it out there because a lot of people forget it's Herb Albert. But uh, her did a very In this nice, category? <laughs> in this category, yes. <laughs> Janet Jackson, Herb Albert. Uh, Damage uses... Hers damage uses a, a sample from the Herb Albert uh, song, Making Love in the Rain. A lot of people don't know that because the song came out like the mid mid to late 80s. And Janet was vocals on that. And so I like what she did with it. And it just makes me feel calm when I hear it. And she has this way that she's kind of, her the cadence of how she sings the song. You know, I kind of like, oh, take me for granted, yeah. And for me, calling it. So I just, I kind of like this kind of the, the the cadence of how she sings the song. So I, I find myself singing it and and kind of forgetting. I'm feeling I'm feeling young and free and forgetting that it's COVID. So she she made and I remember seeing the video for this, and everyone on stage had no mask on, but then everyone when the camera pulled out and you saw everybody masked up and everything, and I'm like, she pushed through. COVID to produce such great music. And, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of her writing, her vocal stylings. It's, it's, it, and her and Jasmine have recorded music together. So I'm a fan of hers too. I think Silk Sonic is going to win in a different category, like one of the categories we just mentioned, but I'll be rooting for damage because I just love how the sample is used. And it's and it, it's a wink and a nod to us old heads, but definitely can educate the young folks with that. Because I'm not a big front fan of the sample, but if it's used well, I'll give you a wink and a nod and go, yeah, I like it. I agree. I totally agree. Let's look at best contemporary Christian music performance song. We win. Kirk Franklin and Lil Baby. Hold Us Together. Hope Mix. Her and Taryn Wells. Man of Your Word. Chandler Moore and KJ Scriven. Believe for it. CeCe Wines. Jera. 
Elevation Worship and Maverick City Music featuring Chandler Moore and Naomi Rain. Nasser Contemporary Christian Music Performer Slash Song, or as I like to call it, the Heaven and Heathen uh, Duos. <laughs> so, once upon a time in Christian music, we wanted to attract people in the secular community and a, we thought they were a couple, come to find out they were brother and sister. BB and CC Winans mastered making contemporary Christian music sound very acceptable on the other side of R&B. A lot of their music got played in that regard. What award show? Was it BET Awards? I feel like it was one of the awards shows that happened over the last year where We Win opened. And I saw Kurt on the stage with Lil Baby and I had my mouth open, but then I thought about his history. I never knew that, uh, that Cheryl Salt from Salt and Pepper was a Christian. When I think about the goodness of God and I'm like, really? We got, we got, what's she talking about? <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. We just switched it, what? So I know Kurt has this way of, of reaching out to the younger generation and go like, yeah, let's, 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 let's put some motivational things. And he, he likes to get people hyped because he can't sing. And I've seen him in concert a couple of times. He can't sing, but he sure can coordinate. He can coordinate real good. So, <laughs> coordinate. so I, I love Cece Wayne when she's in this, she's in this together as well. And then I like uh, Taryn Wells and her, um, Torin Wells is a part of a group at one point, but he's been doing a lot of stuff solo. So I, I think it, I feel like it's between, I feel like it's between We Win and uh, Cece Wayne's Believe For It because she, you know, she's kind of a, she's kind of an old G now that she's been in the, the, the gospel field for well over three decades. Cause I remember listening and blasting her music from when I, when we were both in college. Cause you know, start to admit time to, so they're taking me higher. I don't know. How. You know, you're like, yes, I got it. What it was addictive love. And I'm thinking they talking about, you know, loving somebody and they talking about Jesus, but you know, they, they're the master at that. So it's, it makes sense that, you know, she's in this category cause she's the, she's the, she's the godmother of that. <laughs> she and her brother BB. So, okay. so, <laughs> so I think, I think we win, will win. All the champions out there feel so good. Hey, I said it feels so good. And if they decide to go in the more, you know, route of honoring who established this type of category, they would go to they, it would go to CC Wayne's. Everyone in this category is is phenomenal, actually. That's my prediction. Okay. Let's look at best rap album. And this will be short. There are four nominees. They are The Off Season, Jake Hole, King's Disease 2, Nas, Call Me If You Get Lost, Tyler, the Creator, and Donda. 
Kanye West. Any thoughts, Val? Uh, were you able to hear Donda? Was that the one that we had to pay two hundred dollars? Okay. No, 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 no. Donda Two is the one where you buy these little things to stick in your ear for two hundred dollars, and then you get to hear some of it. No, but oh, Donda oh. was the one that came out just uh, that has been kind of the unofficial soundtrack to the uh, the the uh, uh, documentary, pretty much that came out mm -hmm. at around that same time. So this is Donda is is where you hear Kanye with the weekend and a little baby once again, little baby, right? Um, you hear him. Uh, with songs with Lauren Hill, you hear this kind of, you know, this is Kanye before he began to, you know, once again, uh, question reality and his ability to understand reality. So it's a tribute to his mom. Mm -hmm. He has the name Donda. Uh, I am one of those few people that really think that it is a, 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 a very, very, uh, strong offering i don't think he fell off with this some people think it's a big smash of nonsense i hear that there are certain singles on there the song uh hurricane with the weekend uh was a was a pretty good song for radio uh, but then the problem is this two problems with this category one you have title the creator who i saw live at Lollapalooza last year on this album it was phenomenal, Val. Mm -hmm. Tyler, the creators, Call Me With You Get Lost has all these different sounds. It's got slow songs on it. It has different, different texture. He's taking rap in this whole very interesting direction. Um, I think, I think that, but I do think that Kanye West is going to get this, this award. Uh, he's not going to get a platform to speak Somebody will have to come up there and take it from him. Maybe Trevor will hold it for him. I don't know. Um, but I, <laughs> I think that in terms of deserving, he deserves it. However, any of these four could certainly win and certainly are deserving of this honor. Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody hurts, but I don't judge rentals. It was all so simple. So of the 86 categories that are with the Grammys, what ends up happening is that only about 12 categories will air. Yeah. And performances in, con in conjunction with the most popular of those categories will, will air. Uh, I'm going to root for, for rap uh, King's Disease. Too. And I, I'm a fan of Nas. Too. I was happy to see him come back. It's gonna go to Donda because it, it, you know, Kanye did a brilliant job on on writing and production. My thing is, is that unfortunately the rap category they'll probably pick one one category out of the however many categories that's under rap and mm -hmm. probably air it. And I don't know if this will be the one that they air. I think anyone that has Kanye nominated in, it will not air. You'll find out later 
that Kanye won or yeah. someone else won. Right. And it's it's all because I think so, I think with the the Grammys since now they're meeting in person. Uh, one of my friends told me that the 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 award show is easily five hours and a lot of it does not air. A lot of it does not air. So you're sitting there for a good, and then there are, there are awards that are, that now they're learning how to break it up into nights, just like we didn't see Samuel L. Jackson win mm -hmm. the, the governor's award for Oscar. It was Denzel Washington presented to him and it happened on the, the uh, two nights before the, the actual Oscars. It's probably going to be the same situation with uh, the, the Grammys, they might break it up over three days and say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll just do the top 12 categories, top 10, top 12. They always do 12, I think. And they always have a performance core, core corresponding with the category. And it's not necessarily like I, for classical, I haven't, I haven't seen in a minute. Pavarotti, I think a long time ago did a performance on air, but it, it, it just depends on the popularity because everybody wants to see their category, you know, represented country. Right. And, and, and even now with, with, uh, with Latin music, they got their own award show. Now they were like, no, it's too much. We need you. We need our right. own award show. <laughs> and, and I think that was deserving. I think they did. It was. It was. was right call. Thing about the rap album category, which is the same as the spoken word category, which I'll, I'm gonna just run off real quick just to, to, to kind of hammer this point home during March because it's still March. Best spoken word album. Um, the nominees are Aftermath by LeVar Burton, Carry On Reflections for a New Generation from John Lewis and Don, Don Cheeto, read it. Uh, Catching Dreams live at Fort Knox, Chicago. Shut down. Uh, Jay Ivey. 846 was uh, Dave Chappelle and Amir Suleiman. And then A Promised Land, Barack Obama. So that's a reading of his novel, um, audio style. If you caught it, you noticed that both that category and the rap album category, uh, it appears to be there's only one gender uh and we know that that's not the case is it yeah that's unfortunate that is it unfortunate. is certainly avoidable too yeah. uh I, and i don't know why we find ourselves with this now the spoken word category they're all black men i i don't know does if that counts for something uh but they are all men um who do you think who do you think will win that particular category of the five of the five there i, I think that should be dave chappelle and, and i don't i don't yeah. know if this is his first grammy but i think he is going to win that grammy now have you heard the wild rumor what's the wild, wild rumor, wild rumor that that two of the most talked about people could be paired together at the grammys to present together it certainly would show that they have reconciled with each other if that were to happen who is it uh, a certain a certain uh movie star actor who would like who want to rehabilitate his image and be paired with a certain comedian that he had uh, a very close contact with uh at the oscars lord have mercy so just like we said at the start, as if we were just wrapping up this show perfectly, it's a TV show. So the idea that you would see a Will Smith 
and a Chris Rock come out together at the Grammys to show that they are reconciled would make excellent television. It would, it would. Um, <laughs> prayerfully, it would, you know, they can have the conversation behind closed doors and really, you know, really work it out because it's significant that we still mention Will, even in, Will Smith, even in talking about the Grammys because DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince won the very first Grammy with their song in the late 80s. And they boycotted because they weren't going to air that category. And sadly, once again, based off of Will's actions, parents, once again, just don't understand. <laughs> What's your name, Michael? My name is not Valor Voice Johnson, but yours is. And this has been an interlude special Grammy edition. For more of our predictions for the Grammy Awards, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony, and Val The Voice Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in the chat on our Interludes YouTube channel. Next time on Interludes. And so the thought process behind a ketogenic lifestyle, like you said, uh, currently it's like the latest weight loss fad and everyone's like keto this, keto that. But in fact, it's been around for over 100 years. Uh, doctors first discovered keto uh, at the John Hopkins Institute in the 1920s. Hear more about the keto lifestyle with Keto Cooking with Love Master Chef Jose Gonzalez on the next Interludes. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by NBNConnect.com. Learn more about how to network with the premier growth platform for established black and urban business owners, professionals, and non-for-profit organizations. Sign up for a free newsletter at nbnconnect.com. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Media.